Hey, Leo, how's it going? Good, Teresa. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. A lot of people are anticipating the, the September event from Apple. What kind of things are people expecting to be announced? Well, it looks right now like we have a brand new watch with a bigger screen and, of course, a new iPhone, which is pretty typical for Apple this time of year. Do they do a new phone each year? Yeah, I think for quite a few years, it's been a September event where they come out with a new phone. This may be the first year where we might not have an S phone. We, we kind of don't know what the naming is going to be this year because Apple broke a convention last year by going with the iPhone 10 and skipping the 9, releasing the 10 and the 8 last year. So it'll be interesting to see what naming they're going to use this year. Do people have some guesses about that? I've heard a 10S. I've heard 10 Pro maybe for the bigger one or 10 plus people really aren't sure right now because the whole using a Roman numeral X really threw people off. <laughs> and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to end up doing this year. Are they going to be introducing more than one phone? Yeah. So it looks like this year we're going to see a bigger iPhone 10 and this will be the first uh, kind of this model and some sort of, I don't know how to describe it, but kind of a budget phone. Of course, budget in terms of Apple, right? Yeah. <laughs> some people are calling it the iPhone 9, but essentially it's the same front, but it's in between the plus size and the 10 size. And it only has uh, one camera on the back and it uses LCD instead of OLED. I assume that this is some sort of like phone for people who aren't willing to spend the money on an iPhone 10, essentially. So it sounds like from what you're saying that the different phones are going to have different features. Yeah. So we have an iPhone 10, basically the new version, whatever that's going to be, iPhone 10s or whatever it's going to be called. We don't know anything as far as how that's going to be any different from the iPhone 10 of last year. Probably upgraded processor, upgraded RAM, better battery, that kind of like typical stuff. And then we have... To the iPhone 10 Plus, which will be a 6.4 OLED display. And so that's going to be much bigger than the iPhone 10. So last year we saw Apple release a iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus, and an iPhone 10. The 8 was following the same size as 7, the 6S, and the 6. And then the 8 Plus was following the same size as the 7 Plus, the 6S Plus, and the 6 Plus. So the iPhone 10 are in the same sizes, more or less, as your 6, 6S, 7, and 8, but with the bigger screen, because that was the big revolution with the iPhone 10, was the fact that it's all display in the front except for the notch at the very top. So no home button, much smaller notch at the top as opposed to the head that we have before. So you're basically, you were getting a iPhone Plus sized screen on a regular standard iPhone 6 size phone. So this year we're going we're to see an iPhone 10 Plus, which is essentially the size of a Plus phone that we've already been having since the 6 series, but all display and the same size notch, which is going to be a massive display. Uh, I have a Plus phone. I've had Plus phones since the six first originally because i liked the big size but recently i've really jumped on to the plus size because of the camera which we can talk about later because plus size phones have two lenses in the back which allow you to do portrait mode it's some really cool stuff with the camera and that's really what i love about having an eight plus 
which is what I have now. However, with this 10 plus, the iPhone 10 already has two lenses on the back. So I don't know, besides the display, what's in the bigger size. And I'm not saying there's not a market for that, but I don't know what additional things are going to gr- make people gravitate to a plus size phone besides the bigger screen. So, um, like, really, honestly, maybe not this year, maybe next year, I'd probably get a 10 sized phone. I wouldn't get a plus because I honestly would like a smaller phone at this point. But with the dual lenses on the back, which I, I can make some really great photos with that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask is like, where's that tipping point for size? Because it's like, you know, you see these memes and stuff about how like, you know, the Zach Morris phone was huge. And then phones for a long time were trying to be as small as possible. And now we're swinging in back in the direction of like huge again. And I mean, isn't there some kind of threshold where it just doesn't fit in your pocket anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if right now it's a pain in the butt. Literally, it's, it's a pain. Yeah, a pain in the back. Right. I have my George Costanza phone over here. It's like my George yeah. Costanza wallet. <laughs> the big display is really nice to have. I can't. I can't say that enough. Like. I mean, I could see this is where I can see something like foldable displays being being really interesting. Now, do you find that the large display cool because of the more technological things that you do with your phone? Or do you think the average user, you know, is really enjoying the large phone, too, that the, the pros still outweigh the cons? I think 10 years ago, when these phones started becoming smart so-called smartphones. Mm -hmm. Now there is so much more that you do with these devices that having a bigger display just allows you to do do more with the device. Just as somebody who takes notes, does email, does photography, does video, just having that big display really is useful. So I can't say that enough. I I think there's there is utility to it if you're gonna (laughs) if you are a big phone user. It has so much utility in fact that pretty much cannibalized the whole iPad mini market. I mean, Apple hasn't updated the iPad mini for God knows how many years. Yeah. And I think it's because what's the point of having an iPad mini when you have a phone that big? Yeah, totally. So speaking of screens, you had mentioned the OLED screen versus an LCD screen. Is that something your average consumer notices? Probably not, honestly. Uh, Typically on your LCD screen, when you have black on the screen, it just displays black, so it lights up the actual pixel for black. Mm-hmm. But when you have OLED, black pixels actually have no power to them. So your mm-hmm. blacks are deeper, and you also conserve power that way. So that is one of the things about going with the OLED. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Going back to our previous episode, that's where something like dark mode makes more sense. It actually looks nice in that case. Yeah. Huh. Cool. So earlier you had mentioned the dual lens camera, I guess you'd say, on your current phone. It seems like that maybe they're going to be continue to make advances in there. Or do you, have you heard anything about that for these new ones? No, I really haven't heard what if they're going to do anything new. Like, as far as we, we know, it looks like the plus size is still just going to have two lenses on the back. There are crazy phones out there, devices, cameras that have multiple almost like spider eyes um, lenses on the back, which are really ridiculous. Uh, and there's reason for that, but I can't imagine they're going to do anything more than two lenses on the back. What's the benefit? Like, does your dual lens right now, I mean, is it 
just more clear, better in low light? Like, what are the, the benefits of that? The two benefits of having the two lenses is one can zoom in at a different level as opposed to the other one. So if you zoom in more, it just can switch to another lens. Really, what I like it for, and some people aren't crazy about, but is the portrait mode that they added when they added the two lenses back in the iPhone 7s. And what portrait mode does is it uses the two lenses to calculate a foreground and a background, and it will actually blur out the background oh. in the photo. Um, so that way it looks what they, it looks what they call portrait mode. You can also mm-hmm. do some really cool stuff like change the lighting on the foreground so the foreground is brighter than the background. You can... Uh, completely remove the background so you look like it looks like a person in a black room essentially Mm. so there's a lot you can do with portrait mode that's really interesting so that's the real power of having those two lenses yeah i use that all the time when i'm taking photos of my kids are the iphones known for having better cameras than like an android it depends yeah. The, they're all really good. Like Google Pixel has a good camera. They all have their sp- specialties and things that are they're really good at. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely Google Pixel probably is pretty good. I've heard the Samsungs are pretty good as far as cameras. They're really becoming solid devices. I haven't owned a digital camera in probably three years because it's just it's too cumbersome at this point for me to carry a cheap phone and a digital camera. Rather, I'd rather just have a really good phone with a really good camera on it and just go that route. Right. Yeah. When you think about what people are looking in for in a phone now, it seems like obviously you want something to get the signal that you can make calls, you know, text, email and camera. I mean, are there other things that you think your average consumer is looking for besides those? I would say probably speed, camera mm-hmm. and being able to text are more important than even having a signal in a lot of ways. So, I mean, the phone, the phone of the having a cell phone is way down on the list of, of things that people use their phone for, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like I see more and more people around either in the break room at work or out wherever I am that they're, they got their headphones in and they're obviously watching a TV show or a movie or, you know, I don't know. Right. But yeah, so speed, and then that kind of comes back to the screen size there too, right? Right. So. And just, be, I mean, we could record video on these things. It's pretty crazy what we can do. We can record 4K video, in some cases, 1080p HD video off of an iPhone. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah. with all these new capabilities, I think it's just it's created a bent up demand for, for more solid devices. Earlier on, you made mention of there no longer being home button. Is that all the iPhones now no longer have a home button, or is that something they're kind of slowly phasing in? Right, so they're slowly fading this out. In the recent update in iOS 12, you could see with the iPad, the iPad is now more or less ready to be used without a home button. They've added a few gestures that they brought in from iPhone 10. I think what you'll end up seeing is a drop in price probably for the eight models and the eight models will be out there for quite a while. And then we'll see this iPhone 10, iPhone 10 plus and whatever the cheaper model is being sold as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's going to be a few years, but I think the home button's going to be around for a while. Especially for people who are used to that and want to keep using the home button and don't want to change the way they do stuff. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's kind of the, even if you don't know how to use an Apple device, I mean, you're pretty 
pretty much know if you hit this, you're going to kind of go back to square one, right? right? What are what are the ways that you navigate when you don't have a home button? Typically what Apple has done is they added gestures for the bottom right and bottom left. Uh, swipe up, for instance, is how you go home on a iPhone 10. And so all that stuff that you used to do through the home is all done through swiping. And then, for instance, Touch ID, you so use your thumbprint on the home button. That's mm-hmm. been removed and replaced with Face ID, which has been fairly successful. And I think Face ID is definitely a place where a new phone might be able to do a better job at having faster, more reliable face detection and Face ID. Is the public cool with Face ID, or does that weird people out at all? I think people love it. I think yeah. not. they don't only like... Face ID, but I think they like all the Animoji stuff and the Memoji stuff that we saw back in June. So I think, yeah, I think people love it. I know a lot more people I come in contact with that are using Bitmojis, and I just could see something like Animoji being hot for the same reasons. So then you mentioned that there's going to be a, a, like a, a less expensive version, like a budget version? Yeah, so it looks like they're coming out with a middle-sized 6.1 inch iphone maybe codenamed iphone 9 however it doesn't have a home button and it has the notch in the front but it only has one lens and it has an lcd display i think this is really interesting i'll post the episode in the show notes but i was listening to atp today and they were talking about on the accidental podcast they're talking about why is apple making this cheap big phone and one of the hosts on that show mentioned that probably why they're doing that is because that's what the average android phone size is right now is the 6.1 size and i was like yeah okay i guess that makes sense because you would think the average consumer would prefer to have a small phone which is like their iphone se which is the smaller size like the old iphone 5 iphone 5s sized phone but in fact i think phones have just gotten larger period um so if, if people choose to go with a budget phone what are they sacrificing in that choice they're sacrificing the dual lenses on the back they're sacrificing the oled probably they're going to be sacrificing some sort of Processor power, RAM, like all the little internal things that make a phone faster. Mm-hmm. Are there people really there clamoring that they're ready to, to throw that money and at the, the big expensive one? And I think the real challenge is the budget one. I, I don't know. I'm really interested to see how sales do on this budget one mm-hmm. because I don't know if there's a market for that. Because really, they're tar- this is the one I feel like they're targeting Android users, if anything else. Yeah, I mean, I wonder because I, I just think about like, I, so I've never had an iPhone and it's like, well, if I were to kind of decide to make the step in, I would be more inclined if it wasn't as expensive. And then I, I don't know, I think too about like if you've got teenage kids or somebody that you, you know, maybe you don't want to give them a the, the most expensive one. I, I don't know. I, I Yeah. Do you ever thought about buying like a used iPhone? Because those aren't that expensive and they're pretty solid. Huh. No, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, that's the thing that Apple does is they like keep their phones out there for a while and they're still good phones and they're a lot cheaper if you just give it a couple of years. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like, I don't see a lot of people, I don't know, like I can go on the Apple website, see how much their older phones are, but I just don't. So you get a 6S, a brand new 6S now. So if you bought a 6S, that would run you about... Uh, so a regular iPhone 6S is uh, $450. That's 
that's new, brand new 6S. I would not suggest getting a 6S. My wife just got a 7 from work, of course. <laughs> and that's like, she loves that thing. She definitely notices a difference okay. with it. This is my prediction that you're going to see Apple will no longer sell anything below an 8 after this event. So you'll see 8. 8 Plus, iPhone 10, iPhone 10s, iPhone 10s Plus, iPhone LCD, or whatever the heck they're going to call this cheaper <laughs> one. So that that's probably what they're going to end up selling, because I bet they, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep selling the iPhone 10 that they have from last year and yeah. drop it down by maybe 100. So you mentioned your wife getting the iPhone at work. Do a lot of workplaces use Apple products, or is it really kind of a mix, or do some, while well, we use PCs, but we give people iPhones, or is it kind of all Apple or, or not? Yeah, I don't really know what her company policy is as far as phones, if they get to pick. I would assume my wife, even if she had the choice, would pick iPhone because that's what she's used to. But I I know that that's something companies try to do is because people like having an iPhone and that's something Apple does really well is giving people what they want. If there were a business that were considering kind of what what to do with the company phone, you know, let's say these people have kind of been more Android users, but they're trying to decide whether they should take the plunge to the iPhone. What would be, would there be any barriers to that? Or would you say, hey, yeah, give it a try, see what you think? Yeah, I would definitely say give it a try and see what you think. Apple's really open to working with enterprises on that stuff. Yeah. And I think it would be a really good fit. People like to use iPhones. Like, I think cost is a barrier. And I think this is my theory. Majority, maybe not a majority, maybe half of Android users don't like Android. And yeah. I don't mean like they dislike it. They just don't have an opinion. Because yeah. it's the default type of phone. I think given that opportunity to pick and cost was no factor, I think more people would pick iPhones. Yeah, I mean, I could see that because I mean, I, I used to think that I just really didn't like using computers, but I realized it was I just didn't really like using PCs. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, when I started working in like a Linux environment and stuff, I'm like, wow, this is not annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear that. Trust yeah. me, I don't I don't like using Windows. I mean, I used to like using Windows, but now that I, I don't touch Windows computers all that much, I just yeah. going back to Windows is like it just feels so awkward and like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is a pain, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I either use Linux or I use Mac or I use iOS. So on kind of a related note, is there going to be a new watch coming out? I'm assuming too, right? Yeah. We're coming over with a new watch this year. And I'm, actually, this is probably one thing I'm more excited about and probably more likely to buy. Okay. Is the new watch that is coming out this year, the supposed Series 4. Okay. And the Series 4 will take the same bands, so all the bands will still work. However, what looks like the real improvement here is the bigger display. And I think that's going to be awesome. I could definitely see wanting to have a new display. So I'm, I'm definitely getting a new watch. And this summer with... Doing some watch development right now. I'm working on a workout app. I wanted a second watch to test the beta software with. And I also wanted a watch that I can take underwater. So I purchased the Series 3 with the cell phone reception, even though I don't don't really, I'm never going to use it. But if I do sell it, at least I have that on there too. And I purchased that off of eBay uh, this summer. So I have two watches right now. I have the Series 1 and the Series 3. I'll probably end up selling my Series 1, trading that in, and buying a Series 4 
um, when that comes out, uh, which is that I'm excited about. That's going to be a really solid device. The Apple Watch is really one device where you can just see the improvement year over year uh, really be there. And just the amount of people that are going to purchasing Apple Watches, I've definitely seen the momentum move on that the last two years. It's it's a solid device. I think people really like doing. And once Apple had figured out after that release, that first watch that for the most part, this is used for number one, fitness and health and number two notifications. Mm. Uh, I think they, they gain some focus as to what that device is to be used for. It's funny. I want to watch that old video of when they first released the watch and talked about the features on it because I say a good half of those features nobody ever used, and they pretty much got rid of at least not maybe the second version of the operating system, at least the third. So, yeah, um, huh. I, I don't send I don't send my heartbeat to my wife or um, yeah. whatever other goofy features they used to have that like people don't really use. Like they changed the way the side button worked, which was a big deal, and I think it makes a lot more sense what they did with it. And so, yeah, I think it's a solid device. I'm really looking forward to that one. Cool. So when when you're talking about the display being larger, like is the watch itself larger or is it just the sides go kind of wrap around or both or I think it's going to be more like the sides wrap around. Yeah, that's why I think it's going to end up being so they're going to dramatically reduce the size of the bezel around the watch. So you kind of when you look at the watch right now, it's kind of more is that like a black bezel around it. So that's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be more doing the edge to edge, which is where what we're seeing a lot with these Apple devices. They want to get rid of the edges on the screen. Yeah. Uh, we saw that with the 10. We're seeing that with the watch and we'll see that with the iPad, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I know for myself, I, I feel like I see people wearing them more and more. So it does seem like they're they're catching on and people are kind of seeing a lot of the benefits of them. Yeah. And I could see. With the Apple Watch catching on, people may be even more interested in getting an iPhone because, quite frankly, the Android Wear market is pretty dismal. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you end up maybe doing Fitbit, I guess. I don't know how Fitbit's doing, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I see. I, it's it's hard for me to gauge these things because it's like, well, just because there's a number of people at work that have Fitbits, that you know, I don't know how far I can extrapolate from that. You know, it's like, well, okay. Do, if you let's say had a got the new watch, but then you got like the budget phone. I mean, would those play nice together, or does the watch being nice demand a better phone? No, I think it's totally fine to get a really nice watch and a. I mean, assuming you're staying within the Apple yeah, uh, yeah. market, yeah, I think you're totally fine getting a cheaper wa- phone, but a faster watch. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So is there anything new with the iPad? Are they anticipating any announcements about iPads at the September event? I haven't heard anything, but there's definitely been rumors that along with the phone going edge to edge, the watch going edge to edge, it's likely that they might be going edge to edge on the iPad. Um, honestly, like when it comes to face ID, if it makes sense, it makes more sense on the watch and the iPad. Yeah. It feels really cumbersome constantly hitting my home button on the iPad when I need to do touch ID. Um, so the way I use my iPad, I have it hooked up to a keyboard. Um, so if I need to go home, I could just do apple button mm-hmm. and h it'll take me home so for me to like stick my fingers out have to press the home button just to like do touch id seems awkward yeah so to me it's like it makes more sense to do 
face ID on an iPad than doing it on a phone. I think it's going to be really great. This has been really interesting. I guess we're going to have to just look forward to the the September event and, and see what actually happens there. Yeah, maybe next time we can talk about the rumors about the Mac Mini and the new MacBook budget MacBook that will be coming out hopefully this year. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll see you then.